0: What's going on? Welcome to the Ransomed Bodies Project. I am your host, Trent Harrison. I am the founder and CEO of Ransomed Bodies Training. This podcast is for those who want more out of their fitness journey and who are ready to unlock their fullest potential with their physique, without cutting out your favorite carbs or eating within a four-hour window. You are going to learn how to turn your body into a fat-burning furnace and muscle-building machine. I am going to break down some of the biggest myths, controversies and questions that you are facing right now that are stopping you from unlocking your best self. You ready? Let's get it. Yo, what's going on? I hope your day is going great. Today is a special episode. One of my biggest fears as a content creator, one of my biggest, you know, things I just don't want ever to happen. I don't want you ever to feel like you don't know me personally and who I am. I don't want you to ever feel like you don't know my story. I don't want you to ever feel like you don't know my background because here's the thing. At the end of the day, there are so many fitness tips. There's so many nutrition tips. There's so many form tips on TikTok and Instagram. It's so easy to just get saturated and caught up in what you're seeing on a day-to-day basis. You do not register the person creating that piece of content, the person giving that fitness tips with who they are as a person and As a content creator, as a quote-unquote influencer, I not only want to help you get into the absolute best shape of your life, but I want you to become the best man you've ever dreamed of. I want you to look in the mirror and be confident in what you see. I want you to impact the lives of the people around you. I want you to make a difference on this earth. And I truly believe that that cannot happen until you win the battle within, until you conquer the person that you're looking in the mirror at. Because at the end of the day, your biggest competition, the person that, that you are facing right now, your biggest form of opposition is yourself. And I've gone through a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, a lot of things in my life that have led me to this point, that have led me to this place of success. And I wanna be able to share all of those things with you. Not just the victories, not just the things that have gone right for me, but also the things that have gone wrong. Also the things that I've failed at. Also the bad decisions and mistakes I've made across my life because every mistake I've made, everything that I've done wrong or right has led me to the position I'm in right now. And so in this podcast episode, I really want to break down a little bit about my life and just share some of the things I've gone through to get to this point. So I'm gonna start from the beginning. I grew up in Orange County, California, absolutely beautiful place. This is where I still live today. I'm two amazing parents. I am one of three, I'm the oldest of three. I started out playing basketball. Basketball was everything to me. Basketball changed my life. Basketball was my life. I lived and breathed on the court. So much so to the point where my identity became wrapped up in basketball. The person that I was as I was growing up through elementary school, through middle school, even through high school, became the guy who played basketball. Fun fact about me, I actually played against, if you know who he is, a guy named Kawhi Leonard when I was a freshman in high school. I played in varsity as a, as a freshman um, and we played against Kawhi Leonard in the, in the state tournament and he absolutely crushed us. But I was... I was a basketball fanatic, literally loved it. All I did, all I did. And that was where my sports and competitive nature really came from. My sophomore year, my sophomore year of high school, I went to a a winter camp at a church. It was at a local church, I went to a winter camp. And at this camp, this is the first time I felt like I experienced the gospel of Jesus Christ for the first time in my life, where I was actually like open to receiving the gospel. I had gone to church in the past, I went to church a lot when I was younger. We went every Sunday, but it never was something that was personal to me. It was only something that was like just a routine that we did every single Sunday and kind of my parents made me do, so I just did it out of routine. But my sophomore year of high school was the first time I like felt like I really received and heard heard the gospel during this camp that I went on. It was on a v- winter camp. I actually had a basketball tournament that same weekend with a bunch of college scouts there. So I was like regretting missing it. I could not miss it. The camp was over on Sunday and Sunday night I went straight to the game. I was like, I cannot miss this game. I have to play in this game. I want the college scouts to see me. I really want to go division one, all those different types of things. I kid you not, I surrendered my life to Jesus that Sunday. The Sunday night that I went to go play basketball was the last game of basketball I ever played. I went for a layup. It was at the end of the tournament guy undercut me took out my legs i fell i twisted my ankle and i thought i just had a mild ankle sprain this ankle sprain ended up lasting longer than i thought And i was a sophomore so i was trying to play through it but it was really bugging me and long story short this ankle sprain turned into four surgeries four surgeries i ended up having four surgeries on my feet two on each feet it was kind of like a domino effect um i ended up having multiple extra bones in my feet that like fractured off and just turned into this whole complicated thing i was only supposed to have one surgery. One surgery led to the second. The second surgery led to the third. The third surgery led to the fourth. The fourth surgery led to me sitting inside of my doctor's office at the age of 17 years old and looking my doctor into the eyes. And my doctor is sitting there and saying, Trent, I'm sorry, but you will never be able to play basketball again at 17 years old. You can just imagine the trauma and the pain that I went through in that moment. Someone who dedicated their entire lives to this one sport to basketball and in one moment i felt like i had my entire life stripped away from me my i did not have a plan b i i was i did decent in school i wasn't you know failing or anything like that but like my goal was not to necessarily like have this crazy career and job i wanted to play basketball for the rest of my life and i didn't really think anything beyond that at the age of 17 i was told i would never be able to not only play basketball again but I would never be able to run again because of the complications and the injuries to my feet. So now I'm left pretty much I felt like with nothing, with nothing. And as you could imagine, in the timeline of how these things happened, I went on, a, on a Sunday to play. I went to the a summer camp at Sunday, right? I gave my life to Jesus. I said, I'm, I'm going to become a Christian. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to do this whole thing. And then I leave and I go straight to the basketball game to play the last game of basketball I ever thought. And I thought to myself, man, what type of God would take something away from somebody that they love? And I had this anger built up within my heart, just this rebellion. I was like, screw this. This isn't even worth it. Why am I even on this path and trajectory in the first place? This isn't even worth me doing. I even made a bargain with God throughout that time. I remember my prayers, like while I was injured, when I was hurt, um, when I was going through the surgical process, which was about a year of, of me having these four surgeries, I was like, God, I will do anything. Just let me have basketball. Just let me have you know, my feet back. Let me you know, be able to play again. I will literally do anything, like please. And so when that did not happen, I felt like God was not answering my prayers. I felt like he was leaving me dry. I felt like he didn't care about me. I felt like he didn't love me. I felt like he didn't support me. So my response was, if, if God doesn't care about what I need, what I want, then why should I even care to follow him? Why should I even care to do this in the first place? This isn't worth it. And so as I'm left with nothing at the age of 17, no basketball, no identity because my identity was wrapped up in basketball, nothing. What did I have to go to? I had to go to things that I felt like would satisfy my soul, which was was drugs, which was alcohol, which which was partying, which was pornography, which was, you know, girls, just anything that could give me some sort of feeling and fulfillment in that moment. And I went through the cycle of of chasing these things at the age of seventeen, at the age of eighteen that led to death. Um, once I turned eighteen years old, I graduated high school, I was like, Man, I wanna go to college, I wanna have a good time. I still in the back of my mind I believed in God. I knew God was real, I knew he existed, and I, I knew like I quote-unquote I was obligated and needed to follow him but my thought process I was like being a Christian is boring like why would I do this why would I waste my 18 19 20 my quote-unquote prime years on Christianity on following God when when I I can go to college and have a good time like I don't want to waste those times I don't want to waste those years so that's what I thought so I went to a school called Arizona State University Um, I got out of the the, my state of California I was like I'm gonna get out of here I'm going to go party. I'm going to go do my thing because, you know, I want to have a good time. I haven't had a good time in a long time. And the summer between my senior year of high school to my freshman year of college, I ended up getting arrested. I got arrested for a possession charge. I got arrested and this this shattered my world because throughout this period of time where I was I was partying, drinking, watching pornography, doing all these things, I had this, this mask on where I would just front and fake it until I made it, where I was living this double life where I still wanted to be the good kid, I wanted to be the good guy, I wanted to be the nice guy, but at the same time, I was only living for myself. At the same time, I was only living this selfish life that was only meant to benefit me. And so when I got arrested, this was a moment where I felt so exposed in myself. I felt so exposed. I was like, man, who is this person that I'm looking in the mirror? Like, I'm t- literally turning into this guy right now. Like, I am that guy. I'm that guy. And I went through this process where I was like, whatever. Like, I'll, I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna figure it out. You know, F the police, whatever. Like, that was my whole, whole mindset, right? And so I go to college. I go to Arizona State, still dealing with this this charge and having to go to court and all this stuff. And the events that happened when I went to college were like, I can't, or indescribable. Like, I had the worst college experience within the first like four or six weeks of my college that uh, that you could ever happen. Everything went wrong. I lost my wallet, I lost my ID, I lost a bunch of money. Uh, you know, like just had so many conflicts with people. I just had this horrible time where I had one negative situation and circumstance after another. This entire time, uh, struggling with drugs, still struggling with alcohol, still struggling with pornography, all those different things, and I felt this knock this knock on my heart. I just knew someone was there watching me, someone was there waiting for me, someone was there just urging me to come back. And I was like, man, the life I am living is leading to death. Like I just knew things were just getting worse and worse and worse in terms of where I was headed. And because I had that experience when I was a sophomore, like I, I knew what that feeling was. I knew that feeling of conviction where I was not living the life I was meant to live and that there was so much more. No matter what I did on the weekends, no matter what I did at night, no matter what drugs I did, whatever it was, it never fully satisfied me. It always left me feeling like I needed more. You know, it always left me feeling like there was more that I needed to get done, right? I even got into lifting. I was like, man, I'm going to start lifting weights. I'm going to start, you know, working out because I want to pursue something. There was something. I just was trying all these different things. There's something I needed. This is what really sparked my my fitness journey and getting passionate about lifting weights because I couldn't play basketball anymore. I couldn't run. I was like, man, I'm going to try bodybuilding. I'm going to try to get big. I'm going to try to put on some size, right? But I wasn't really passionate about it to the point I am now. And I'll get to that in a second. And so I felt this knock on my heart and I literally just Googled. I said, I need, I need to go to church. I need to do something about this. I said, churches at, you know, ASU or whatever. And I, I went to a church, um, there. And as I went to church, I was still doing the things I was doing. I, was, I just started to go to church just to make myself feel better. It wasn't necessarily about like changing my lifestyle, but I just wanted to feel better, right? I wanted to feel like I was doing something different, something right with my life. And I went to church for a couple of weeks and we had this uh, worship night, this experience where they invited people to to accept The holy spirit into their lives and i was like all right cool like i'll try this out we'll see we'll see what's gonna happen and so during that moment i was just like let me let me just pray and see what happens so i asked the holy spirit into into my heart and i experienced something i will never forget and that it was it was one moment that changed my life the trajectory of my life for the rest of my life i experienced this feeling within my heart that was so much greater than any combination of drugs or any combination of whatever any sensual feelings that i've ever felt in my life where i felt literally like the only way to describe it is liquid love come over my body where i was like this is the best thing i've ever felt or experienced in my entire life all i could describe it is is a sense of peace that just like never left me and i experienced a sense of peace and what's cool was in that moment where i experienced the love of god for the first time like tangibly was the the first thought that came to my mind is i've been missing out this entire time i was like I literally have not been following God because I I thought that living a life for God or being a Christian was boring and I would miss out on these other things when really it was the opposite that was happening. I was choosing lesser things instead of choosing the greater thing or the one thing that would actually satisfy my soul. And I felt the satisfaction of my soul that I've been longing for this entire time. My identity was not in the things that I was doing, but it was in actually who I was in Christ. And as I felt this liquid love come over my body, I was like, there's nothing else in this world that I compare to this feeling. And what's cool is for a lot of people, when they get freed from alcohol, drugs, pornography, and things like that, a lot of it's, you know, because they feel conviction or they feel like the wrath of God, which is awesome. But the way that that God showed up in my life was he said, yeah, those things are cool, but actually those things that you've been experiencing don't even come close to what I have. And it was this feeling where, where God showed me his love that it was so much greater than the other things I was pursuing at that time, that it wasn't even a competition. And what's amazing is that was 10 years ago. And still to this day, I could, I could sit here and tell you that I have been completely sober and set free from pornography, from drug abuse, from marijuana, from promethazine, from all whatever I was using from alcohol, getting drunk for 10 years, 10 years, not because because I thought those things were bad, but because I experienced something greater. And there's a big difference for me. And as I experienced this newfound like, like identity and freedom in Jesus, I had this new lens on my life where I wanted to actually impact people and make a difference in life. I didn't want to just live my life for for myself because that's all I had been doing for 18 years was I just lived my life for myself. I didn't care about serving or, or trying to help other people improve their lives. All I cared was myself. How could Trent have a better experience today that's how I woke up but once I got saved once I started to allow Jesus to like lead me I I then became to a point where I put myself last and I said how can I serve other people what can I be doing in this field right so then I started pursuing a career in medicine I started pursuing a career in medicine and I was like man this is so cool what a great way to help people to help them overcome injuries to help them overcome their physical ailments things like that like, I want to help people get healed, all that stuff. And so I started pursuing medicine. Um, I came back home from Arizona State. Back home, I went to community college here in Orange County. Then I went to a school called Cal State Fullerton, where I continued to pursue my medical degree. I started working as an EMT. So I worked on an ambulance, which I have a ton of stories about, which is for a different podcast episode. Um, and then I went to a school called USC Keck School of Medicine to pursue my my field as a PA, right? So I went to get my master's degree at USC's Keck School of Medicine. And throughout this entire process, I was lifting weights. I was like hitting it hard. This was my hobby on the side. I was like, man, I love to lift weights. I love to work out. Like, I just love the way it makes me feel. But I never would consider myself this exceptional athlete or this exceptional physique. I was just kind of the average guy in the gym during this entire time. As I went to college, you know, as I went to get my master's degree, I really felt like, this frustration in terms of my fitness training. I was like, man, like I'm so busy. I'm like working out so much, you know, like I'm working out so much. I'm putting 10 plus hours a week inside the gym and I'm getting pretty minimal results. Like, why do I look like all these other guys if I'm working out so hard? And I decided to make a change. I was like, you know what? Like I want to to pursue this at a deeper level. And I, I met my boy, Christian Flinor. Shout out to Christian if he's listening to this. Um, I met, ran into Christian. Christian and I knew each other for a long, long time like kind of just passively just through associates and we ran into each other at uh, a Costco, which is super random, right? We ran into each other at Costco. He's like, yo, come to my gym. Um, let's get a workout. And I was like, all right, cool. I went to the gym with Christian and he kind of showed me what he did. He was already filming workouts. He, he was had, had a full-time business, you know, online training business and things like that. And he's like, bro, you can do this. Like you could definitely do this. I was like, no, no way. Like there's no way I can do this. I'm not, I'm not capable. Like, you know, I'm not gonna be able to do this. He's like, you could do this. Just try it out. I was like, all right, I'll just try. For those of you guys who you have a dream, maybe it's outside of your personal career. Like, just take action. Just like do something. You know, it's not gonna be perfect when you get started out doing something. It's never perfect. And granted, I was in the middle of medical school when I started this. I was like, man, um, I don't have the time to do this. Like, I'm pursuing like a full time degree in orthopedic surgery like i don't have time to start posting workouts on instagram and filming and stuff like that and he's like just start and i was like, all right so i just started i started posting workouts started uh posting my fitness journey and once i started posting i was like man i really need to get in shape like i can't just look like everybody else like i have to really take my goals to the next level and this is where i made the biggest changes this is where everything shifted for me i went from eating healthy to like literally taking things to the next level and paying attention to the details. If you look at my content, this is what I talk about. The difference between mediocre results and exponential, extraordinary results isn't like the supplements you're taking or whatever. It's your attention to detail. You do not pay attention to details. That's why you don't get the results you want. And so once I locked in on the details, my body skyrocketed. I ended up dropping like 25 pounds and getting like diced and shredded. And I documented this entire process. I documented this entire process and... Now I was like, man, I'm a person who does not look like everybody else. Why are you okay with looking like everybody else? If if you're actually like dedicated to this fitness journey, why are you okay with looking like everybody else? And the first thing that I did to make that change for my own transformation was I stopped surrounding myself with everybody else. I started to surround myself with people that made me uncomfortable and frankly insecure with my own body. Right. I started working out with with Christian on a regular basis. I started training at a gym that had bodybuilders in there that were literally like huge and massive. And I was like, man, I need to step and level my game up. The reason why you don't like the way you look, the reason why you're stuck in the same place, the reason why you look like everybody else is simply because you don't surround yourself with people that you aspire to be like. And this is the type of environment I've created inside of my program where when you join the ransom bodies, like you're gonna feel, you know you're gonna feel slightly insecure, you know? And that's okay. I don't want you to feel completely insecure, but you might feel a little bit of insecurity because there's guys in this program that are complete savages who are going after it. And because of that feeling you have, you're gonna essentially level up because you are who you're most around with, who you're most surrounded with. So just imagine being surrounded with people who look the way you wanna look like, how much more likely you're gonna be successful inside of your fitness journey. And that's what I try to create at Ransom Bodies, right? Right? And so I went through my own transformation. I dropped about 25 pounds. And because I dropped 25 pounds, I was able to start coaching and training people. And this is what I love to do. Throughout this time frame, I was still working full-time, um, going to school, finishing up my degree. And then what happened was I graduated from school. I got my dream job, my dream job, foot and ankle surgery. Literally, it was amazing. I love. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Exactly what I wanted to do. I was in surgery. I was literally with hammers hammering rods in you know putting in screws with a driver into people's ankles it was amazing it was super fun out for medicine geeks out there i was able to prescribe medications i was able to diagnose um, i was able to put back you know dislocated joints all that stuff i was so hands-on doing all the fun stuff able to close in surgery do sutures do stitches all the stuff i wanted to and desired to do but i was still coaching and training people on the side why? Because I loved it. It was my passion. And because I loved fitness so much, because I was so passionate about it, I ended up getting people incredible results and transformations. And for those of you other fitness coaches out there who are, who are listening to this, like nothing speaks more to people and nothing inspires people more than the results that you're able to get. And so I was 100% passionate and dedicated about getting my clients the best results possible, not only for themselves, but for myself too, right? And that's a huge part of my story is, Throughout this entire journey, ever since I started posting workouts on Instagram, I was 100% committed to my own fitness journey. 100% committed. I never slipped. I never slacked off. I never, ever, ever slipped, right? And because of that, people see that. That bleeds out. That bleeds out. The results I was able to get from my clients bled out. So to the point where, where my side hustle, my side hobby of just training people on the side turned into pretty much a full-time thing where I was running a full-time online training business while I was in surgery, and I hit a crossroads. I hit a crossroads in my life. I hit a crossroads in my life. What was I gonna do? Was I I going to continue to pursue my career in orthopedic surgery that I had spent literally full transparency, $250,000 in student loans on, eight years of my life, fully dedicated to this one thing to have this secure job that, yeah, I liked, but I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Or was I going to go all in on my vision, on my dream, on my business, on my true passion, which was fitness. And this was not just one quick decision I made. Obviously, this was a decision I had to make over a span of, it was about, um, I think, four to six weeks, it probably took me to make this decision. And I finally came to the decision. I was like, man, like, this is where my heart is, this is where my passion is, and I know God's not gonna let me down. You know, a ton of prayer, um, a ton of counsel, and I felt like uh, God wanted me to go all in because he had a dream for me, and that's what started Ransom Bodies. And so I went all in on, on Ransom Bodies, and because I was able to dedicate my full time and attention to Ransom Bodies, my clients got even better results. I got even better results for myself. I was able to give more value, Um, And so Ransom Bodies was built. And what's amazing, like where I'm at now, I would never have impacted the people that I've been able to impact. I would never, you know, be in the position I am now if I did not make that sacrifice. If I did not make the sacrifice of going out of my comfort zone and take that risk of jumping all in. Because I could tell you this, quitting that job, my secure job, was one of the most scariest things I've ever done in my life. I was pretty much set, right? Like I was working in orthopedic surgery. I was good. It was my dream. Like people were like, man, like I can't believe you have that job. That's great. It was my dream job, literally. But I knew that my biggest passion was fitness. My passion was seeing people transform their lives, like literally transform their lives. And I was doing it. And I was like, man, like I know with how passionate I am about this, there's no way this would fail me. And one of my favorite verses when I first got saved 10 uh, uh, years ago is Psalm's. 63.3 and it says your unfailing love is better than life itself how I praise you and this is how what I was talking about when that happened is when I've experienced the love of God for the first time that liquid love that came over my body the peace like actually my forgiveness of sins my my freedom you know my one of my favorite verses Galatians 5.1 it is for freedom that Christ has set us free when I felt freedom for the first time I felt this clarity right I felt this clarity on my life where I was like man like I am free. I don't have to please other people. I don't have to live my life for other people. Like I can actually be free because your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. Like I said before, I legit felt, and even to this day, that God's love is better than any drug I've ever experienced in my life. And I've experienced a lot of them. It's better than any drug, any pornography, whatever, masturbation, any of that stuff. Like God's love... like supersedes all of those things. It's not a lesser thing, but it's actually something that's greater because it's what my heart was yearning for and desiring this entire time. And once I experienced that, I was able to become into a position of self, self-awareness self and self-love where now I'm not doing things to please other people. Now I'm not doing things for the approval of other people, but I'm actually doing things to serve the Lord. And once I had that on my heart, once I was seeking first the kingdom of God and everything else fell fell into place. Now I was able to make calculated decisions upon my life because I was doing it from a a place of integrity. I was doing it from a place of love, right? I wasn't doing things just for vanity's sake, but I was actually doing it to make an impact on people's lives. And if that wouldn't have happened to me, if I would not have taken that risk, if I would not have leapt out in faith of quitting my job, like who knows the life that some of my clients would be living without me making that leap. And so my goal like right now is I want to see men's lives transformed from the inside out. Because I believe that the number one way for that to happen is is through your fitness journey. Like if you're struggling with your weight, if you're struggling with your eating, if you're struggling with your motivation, with your workouts, I could guarantee that every other area of your life is getting impacted by that. Why? Because I have hundreds of guys in my program that have experienced the same thing. And so my piece of advice for you is stop doing things just because you were supposed to do them, quote unquote, right? Like literally I spent $250,000 in student loans that I still have to pay off on a job that I liked. It wasn't a job that, it's not like I hated this job. I actually enjoyed doing it. And if that's what I had to do for the rest of my life, I'm sure I would have still lived a pretty decent life. But, But I knew that I was meant for this. I knew that God was calling me to do this. He was calling me to impact people's lives and impact people's fitness journey, and it was scary, but I took that risk. I stepped out in faith, and because I did that, like, look where I'm at now, but it's not going to be easy, and the thing is, like, a lot of people in your life are going to discount you, and they're not going to believe in you. You have to believe in yourself, you know, like, you have to believe in your dream, because if you don't believe in you, why would someone else? If I didn't believe in what I did, if I don't didn't believe in my ability to transform people's lives, like why would people trust me to come and join my program? I have to be able to believe in myself on a deeper level, but I could not believe into my, in myself until I was outside of myself. Does that make sense? Until I actually felt like I was aligned in my purpose. So you might not feel aligned in your purpose right now, and because you don't feel aligned in your purpose, you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in what you're doing. You're doubting every single move you're making. Because you're just strictly not willing to step out of your comfort zone. You're not willing to do the hard work. You're not willing to do the deep work to get to that next level. The next piece of encouragement I would have for you is you need to dream bigger. You need to dream bigger. Like, why are you settling for lesser things in life? Why are you allowing other people, why are you allowing the status quo? Why are you, are you allowing You know what people tell you you're supposed to do dictate what you're actually doing? Dream bigger. You know, like I never thought that I would be able to be in the position I'm in now because my simply I wasn't dreaming big enough. I thought my dreams were big enough, but they weren't, you know, until I actually like stepped into God's dream for myself. I I still felt this sense of like, there's still something else I need to be doing. So you need to dream bigger. Like you need to sit down and have a difficult conversation with yourself and say, what do I actually want out of my life? You know, what do I actually want out of my life? And you know, everything I've done like it has nothing to do with luck, but it has everything to do with my ability to take a risk and my ability to bet on myself and my ability to step out in faith and do what other people are not willing to do and that consistency. And so first I share with my clients all the time is a man without a vision will perish. What is the vision for your life? Do you even know what your vision is for your life? Do you even know where you wanna be, where you wanna go? Because if you don't, like it says in Proverbs, a man without a vision will perish. You need to have a vision for your life. And if you don't have a vision for your life, then you need to develop one. You need to sit down and write with a piece of paper, right? And the reality is like for me personally, like none of this stuff is possible without Jesus. None of the stuff that I've been able to do in my life is possible without Jesus. I spend every single morning on my knees, like so thankful for what the Lord has done in my life because, you know, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And so I'm able to like humbly approach the throne of grace, receive grace and like step out in my life that way. Because I'm able to do that, I live my life based off of my identity and who I am in Jesus versus the identity I am with the world. And with that like reality, I'm able to live with freedom. You know, I'm able to actually have that freedom in my life. And so, you know, the the biggest thing is really like understanding what your purpose is. Like, where do you want to go? Like, what do you actually want to accomplish in the next year, within the next three years? within the next five years? Or are you just running in circles? Because as men, we do a lot of busy work, but we never go anywhere. You know, if you don't have a vision, you're going to feel super busy. You're going to feel quote unquote productive, but then you're going to look back on the last month, the last two months, the last three months and be like, I haven't moved an inch in my life. I haven't moved forward at all, but you're so busy. You know, like, what do we say to each other? Like, Hey, what's up, bro? How are you? Oh, man, I'm just super busy. I'm grinding right now, right? And how many of your friends tell you that they're grinding, but they're not? Because they don't have a vision for their life. They don't know where they're going. They're grinding, but they're grinding in circles. Like, stop grinding in circles and like working all day and doing all these things to try to be productive when you don't even know where you wanna go. You don't even have like legit goals for yourself. So develop that, and I promise you, if you actually stick to that vision, you will be in a better place six months from now, 12 months from now, five years from now, if you actually stick to that vision and believe in yourself. All right, love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this is valuable. Please send me a DM if this was helpful. Um, I would love to hear it. And I'll see you on tomorrow's episode. If you got some value from this episode, please take a screenshot of this podcast, post it to your Instagram story, tag me at Fitness, and I'll repost you. All right, love you guys. Hope you have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got some value from this episode. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you lose your next 15 to 30 plus pounds, build muscle, and develop a healthy lifestyle, just DM me on Instagram at trizzlemanfitness with the word transform, and I will reach out to you directly to see if I can help. I will see you on the next episode, and God bless.